Hello everyone, this is Matt Ferret, author of the Prepare for Medicare book series, and welcome to another episode of The Matt Ferret Show, where I interview insiders and experts to help light a path to a successful retirement. My guest today is Bill Pellegrini. Bill runs a large Medicare insurance agency that works with over 300 Medicare insurance agents across 20 states. That gives him a pretty unique perspective on what kind of Medicare insurance people are buying across a large section of the country and why. One of the things I do in my book is show people the three ways to consume their Medicare benefits. There are also two ways to go about buying Medicare insurance. There are DIY options, or you can essentially outsource it by finding an expert Medicare insurance agent to help you. This episode will give you a bit of an insider's view into the latter option and why Bill thinks local independent Medicare insurance agents are such an important part of helping people personalize and individualize their Medicare insurance coverage, plus a whole lot more. You can find Bill at PellegriniAndAssociates.com. Enjoy. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, so let's just jump right in. What do you do and how do you help people? Well, we specialize in Medicare. So we help people navigate the maze of Medicare. As we know, it can be confusing. It can be overwhelming. There's lots of information out there. There are a lot of plan choices. And so we work with about 300 agents, multiple markets. We're in 20 different states. And we help people get through the maze, really. You talk about the maze. What specifically, um, I mean, we all know, well, I don't know if we all know, but certainly there's you know the ABC and Ds of Medicare there are different letters for Medicare supplements. There's Medicare Advantage. There's a whole jumble of this. Tell me where you start um, or where your agents start with the whole process. So when somebody's, you know, turning 65, how does this whole thing begin? Well, we start with a needs analysis. So we want to learn a little bit more about that person, what, what they're looking for, what they want to get out of the plan what their budget is so we can align them appropriately. We're looking at their providers. Want to make sure those docs are in the network. We're looking at their prescription drugs. As I mentioned, we're looking at what's affordable to them. And then once we complete that research, we've kind of narrowed down some choices. You know, in a lot of these markets, Matt, there might be 50, 60 different plans to choose from. And so we do all the heavy lifting and the legwork for those consumers to narrow it down to a few options and then help them make an informed decision. So you mentioned, um, uh, I mean, a couple of things, right? You've mentioned network, uh, the doctors they use. Um, what's that kind of, what, what does that process look like? Is that over the phone? Is that in person? Is that, how does that process begin? It sounds like you're kind of narrowing down based upon the customer's or the uh, potential customer's needs, uh, the needs analysis, hence your, your phrase, needs analysis. What's that, yeah. what's that conversation look like? You know, a lot of times we do that right over the phone. I think it's easier to really do the fact finding over the phone. Once we get that information, then we can narrow down some options. And that's typically when we'll do that face-to-face -face meeting. We'll do a Zoom meeting. Uh, we'll meet them where they are. And I think that's important, uh, particularly in today's environment. You know, some folks want to meet face-to-face. -face, some folks don't. So really, we just meet them where they are and what they're comfortable with. So we're talking about Medicare insurance, three types or three options for Medicare insurance, right? One is what I call bear with Medicare, which is using original Medicare Part A and then adding a Part D drug plan on top of it. And then there's 
Medicare Part D plus a Medicare supplement option two, and then option three is Medicare Advantage. How do you know which one's best for you? Or is that what you help people figure out? That's exactly right. And we work through a series of questions. And so based on those questions, we kind of narrow it down. So we'll ask questions. How do you feel about referrals? How do you feel about an HMO? How do you feel about a PPO? And I think that most people retiring today have probably come off of a PPO plan through their employer group. Okay. I, not all, but I would say a large percentage. We'll ask them, are there any particular providers that they want to see? So there are some hospital networks out there that will not take Medicare Advantage. And so if they identify one of those, that also helps us narrow it down because we know then Medicare Advantage would be out. And so then we're pointed more towards a Medicare supplement, right? Fee for service with a Medicare supplement. Right. Uh, the other thing we look at is, do they travel? Are they sunbirds? Are they snowbirds? Of course, here in Phoenix, we have sunbirds, right? right. They're getting out of here because of the heat. And probably in your neck of the woods, you have snowbirds that come here to Phoenix. Sure. Um, and so then, so you're going travel, income, and then network. Usually, what's the kind of calculation you use or your agents use around that, you know, when it, when it leans in towards the, the Medicare Advantage or it leans in towards a Medicare supplement? Yeah, so a few things, right? Um, we're looking at IRMA, which we have not talked about yet, right? But that's the income-related monthly adjustment amount. So we have to factor that into the equation. Where are the folks at with that? Um, then we look at, you know, maybe a Medicare supplement plan G, we're probably looking at $120 a month round figures. And then we add a part D to that, which is somewhere could be 20 to $40 a month. So we, we're looking at what's comfortable for them in terms of a budget. We're looking at utilization, right? Now it's hard to see around the corner, right? None of us have a crystal ball, sure. but we also look at utilization and then determine based on utilization, based on uh, network, based on budget, that's how we start the process. And I would say today, if you're looking at $120 a month, what is that, $14.40 a year on an annual, um, that's not a lot of out of pocket, plus the Part B deductible in most, in mo for most people. Right. What are you looking at, $1,600-ish? Most people coming off of a group plan probably have two, three, four, five thousand dollars or more in a deductible. So, you know, they're looking at premium and deductible combined is lower than their total exposure right off their work plan. What's the mix normally of not only you, but also all the agents across your 20 states? What does it look like in terms of a mix? What I mean, when people say like, well, what do you recommend? What, what do most people do? Or is it a mix? You know, for us, I think it's probably 60-40 you know, we're, we're watching with the development of PPO plans now becoming more commonplace in the market. I find we're writing more Medicare Advantage okay. than MedSup, but it's probably a 60-40 split. And that's only because of the flexibility within those P P P PPO plans. I think previously, you know, here in Arizona, this was more of an HMO environment. And that being said, I think our mix was a little bit different than what we're seeing today, just because of the flexibility inside the PPO. Gotcha. And you mentioned uh, earlier on in the uh, in our chat together, this, you know, the millions of, well, it's not millions, right? But there are a lot of options out there. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you actually people think about those options in terms of 
well, you said, I think, you know, 40 or 50 different choices just in Medicare Advantage in, in some particular areas. How do you shop for that? How do you narrow down your choices? Or is that partially or really a lot of, of what an independent agent or what your firm does? Well, that's exactly what we do. And, and, you know, and I think that's why it's so important for folks to work with a local agent, right? Someone that shops where they shop, knows the community that they reside in. They know what networks work in what part of the valley. So when, like for us, you know, Phoenix is a large metro area, right? Number five in the United States. So it's big. Not every plan works in every part of the valley. So you have to know what works where, and that's what we do. So folks that live in the far West Valley here, right? Like a retirement center, retirement area, not every plan works out there because it's dominated primarily by one hospital network. And so it's knowing those nuances within the plans. That's how we identify and narrow down those choices. And how does an agent or how do you get to know those nuances? I mean, I, uh, so local, they say healthcare is local and locally consumed. And that, I think that's kind of what you're saying here too, is that even when it comes to your insurance coverage, it, it can be, you know, a ge geographically specific within a geographic area. It's not just state or county. You're saying it even gets down to zip code. How do you, how do you know that? How do you, I mean, how do the agents figure that out? Well, we have tools that we use um, where we can plug in providers, but really at the end of the day, Matt, it just comes down to experience. You know, it's, it's time in the field and it's really knowing your products and knowing your plants. And that's why, you know, as we develop new agents, we don't, we don't put them with every single plan we have on our shelf because it's, a, it's really too much to grasp, much like it is for a consumer, right? So you kind of have to narrow that down um, and give them a handful of products, right? But not 17 or 18 different plants. And so um, it, it just takes time to, to digest that information, process it, and then working with, with you know, leadership advisors like ourselves where they have good resources to go back to. So good resources. Let's pivot for a quick second here. Um, how, how do you know if you've got a good agent? How do you know if, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what are the, yeah, what are the hallmarks of a good Medicare insurance agent? Well, I think, I think one thing right off the bat is if, if you're working with a captive agent that has one product to offer you, what's that? I like? think what's that's a, a red flag. Agent? What's a captive agent? So a captive agent would be maybe a, a agent that works for a plan for an insurance company. Okay. They only have one product. So certainly if they have one product in their mind, that has to be the best product because nothing else will fit for them. Their job is to sell plants. So I think when you work with a broker, they've got a whole plethora of plants to choose from and they understand that it's really on a case by case basis. And so you can dig deep and you can truly find the plan that makes sense for them. And so that's where I would start. I would work with an agent that has several plans to offer you, not just one. I'd also look at how long has that agent been in the business, right? If it's a new agent trying to find their way, they, they may not know all the ins and outs. Yeah, well, that, it goes back to that experience piece. Correct. How, how do you know? I mean, you can't just know just looking at them, right? No, you know? no, but you're gonna ask questions. How long have you been in the business? How many products do you represent? Roughly how many clients do you serve? 
that helps you get a kind of a lay of the land of, of the experience level of this agent. If they say, well, you know, we've, I've got 20 clients, 40 clients, they're, they're probably pretty new. You know, if they have two, three, four, 500 clients or a thousand clients, then you, you can feel comfortable. You have a seasoned agent, but also too, you know, not one that has a thousand clients that just works for one particular carrier. And we, we see that a lot. They're, you know, they're, they're captive um, and they get leads from the carrier, right? And so um, they write a lot of business, but that doesn't always mean that it's the right fit for that consumer because there may be other plans that offer extra benefits, dental, vision, hearing, uh, that may be appealing to that consumer, but they're not aware of. What are the hallmarks of a really good insurance agent? Well, you want one that's going to be proactive, that's going to be reaching out to you, that's going to be checking, hey, you've got a rate increase. Maybe you're on a med sup, right? That's going to make that outbound call and say, hey, Betty, we just saw your rates went up 12%. Maybe we should shop, see if there's something else out there for you where we can save you some money. Uh, also, too, you want that agent that's going to hit you periodically throughout the year, just kind of a check-in whether it's a, an, an email, a newsletter, something, a birthday card, but at least that you know that you're on that agent's radar. And then also too, as we move into the annual enrollment period, you know, that's also important. You want your, your agent reaching out to you to say, hey, there may be some new options we should take a look at this year. Maybe your needs have changed. We should look at your drugs. Maybe you've added a drug, dropped a drug, whatever the case is where they can shop again for you on an annual basis. So it's really someone that's gonna be engaged with you, touching you a few times a year and just staying in contact. You know, I, I, I live by the model that once a client, always a client. And I can tell you that we've lost agent or lost clients, maybe they've gone to a seminar or something and they've enrolled with that person. And then we end up getting them back because we never take them off of our, our emails or take them off of our newsletters and that other agent maybe didn't do that and they come back to us. So I think that's important that you have an agent that stays in contact. If I have a great agent, um, and what should I expect that agent to do when, um, and what if I did, you know, what if my rates did go up 12% and I have a Medicare supplement plan, then what? Uh, what if my agent tells me, gosh, you know, that hospital system I was using or that I preferred or my primary care physician uh, is no longer in the network. Um, what does that kind of communication look like? Because it's a kind of a, it's a tight window um, to, to operate in. And obviously nobody wants to make any mistakes during the AEP um, in their insurance coverage. Sure. No, those are great questions. I can tell you the way that we handle it. You know, in our newsletter, we put out some, some things that they need to look for, right? Kind of the landmines out there in the field. Um, you know, have your needs changed? Have, did you get any notification from your provider that you've had network changes? And then we ask them to call us, set an appointment, and then we review the options to find, find a program where their where their providers in it, right? Similar benefits, um, same thing with their medications. And then the other thing that we do, you know, we'll shop their Medicare supplement. Of course, you know, Medicare supplements, we can shop those year round. So if they get a rate increase in July, we can always change provided we can qualify medically. And I think that's the one key thing with MedSupps is we have to qualify medically. And so we'll usually have a conversation. We'll ask them what their health is, looks like. Are they going through any treatment? Do they have anything pending, any surgeries coming up? Even if it's something relatively simple like cataracts, right? I mean, we see a lot of that in our population. Um, 
you know, we'll ask those questions and maybe it's time for us to, to make a move. Maybe it isn't, but it's all going to be relative to, uh, at least from a MedSub standpoint, their, their health and what they're going through. And if everything is fine, then we'll start shopping rates and then we will apply. We'll wait till we get feedback from the carrier, whether they're approved or they're rated up, and then we'll discontinue their prior plan. Sounds like uh, you're you're kind of recommending every fall uh, take a peek, or or a good agent should help you take a peek into your coverage um, and the pricing and your health. There's no question about it. I mean, you have to shop your plans every single year. There's too many moving parts not to, and there's too many dollars on the table that you could be losing by not shopping. You know, there are so many folks out there. This last year, we you know the senior savings program was introduced for for insulins. But a lot of folks didn't shop that. What does that mean to them? Well, it's $35 all the time. And those folks that, that are taking insulins that, that know the cost of that, and we haven't touched on this, but the coverage gap and donut hole, um, they're finding out what that means. And you know, maybe they're paying $40 or $47, and all of a sudden they're paying $125. Um, these senior savings programs, it's $35 all the time. And so, you know, there's things like that out there that people need to be exploring to save them money. And then again, their needs may have changed. Maybe they weren't taking Eloquist last year or Entresto, but now they are. And you know, you throw a couple name brands in the mix, it's really going to be important to make sure that you have the right coverage. And I would say that, you know, when we're talking about even just Part D standalone plans, you're probably looking at 25 to 30 different plans in any given market out there. I mean, there are a lot of choices. Maybe the deductibles moved. Maybe the formulary, which is a list of approved medications that the plan supplies, maybe that has changed. So maybe you were on a tier two that's now tier three or tier four. There's so many moving parts and you're right, it is a lot of work, uh, but you have to keep a pulse on it. You know, um, it's not a crock pot, Matt, don't set it and forget it, right? You have to be out there checking with your agent, vice versa, your agent checking with you to make sure you're on the right plan on an annual basis. What's the worst, you know, movement of plan you've ever seen? You know, like one year it was, you know, one benefit or, or in the next year it was another one completely different. I mean, what, what's the most shocking thing that you see out there that, you know, if you're not paying attention, it might just fly by people? Well, I would say that it's deductibles and co-pays. There's no question about it. Um, and then formulary. So I, it's hard to say that there's just any one thing. Okay. Um, from a Medicare supplement standpoint, I would say folks have been hit with, you know, 30% rate increases. Uh, folks that have that on an automatic bank draft, a lot of times that slips by them for a while, right? I didn't realize I was paying 30% more. Um, so we've seen that happen. And then we've also seen you know, plans in the marketplace just really make tremendous adjustments in their in their co-pays, but also maybe drop a provider network. And I think dropping a provider network is where folks get a little bit blindsided because that's not something they're using all the time, unlike their prescriptions that's a monthly basis. And so that that usually shows itself pretty quickly. But you, losing that cardiologist that saved your life three years ago and you don't go to see them until July, and you don't know that, that's that's a big deal. And so deal. when, when yeah. you lose large provider networks, and we've seen that happen where it's not just one doc, it may be a group of doctors, um, 
it, it slides right by people. And thankfully, we have the open enrollment period that does give folks on advantage plans, you know, that extra three months, if they discover that, the ability to change. Yeah, but if they lose the provider group in July or August. Doesn't help. Doesn't yeah. help. Final thoughts, Bill. Thanks for your time today. What are some final thoughts around this? We talked about insurance agents, what it's like to have a, an expert insurance agent on the team, uh, what they should be doing for you. Um, and I think really you drove home the point of you got you to shop every fall. I know it's a pain. Nobody really likes to go shopping, but you should uh, because yeah. things change all the time. It's not like car insurance. It's very different. Yeah, I think final thoughts. I mean, you're right. Um, shop every year. Don't be, don't maybe don't be lured in by uh, some of the promises on television, right? We see a lot of that right now, a lot of things being pitched. Um, small percentage of the people out there may qualify for those benefits, but they get lured in. So I'd be careful with that. Um, read your mail. I mean, it sounds so simple, but you know this, Matt. There's a lot of mail that's being sent during that time frame, whether it's an advertisement, but you're also getting it from your carrier. Read through that information, particularly your annual notification of change document that the consumer receives late September, first part of October. Read that because that identifies everything that's going on with your plan, not from a network standpoint, but at least from a benefit standpoint to give you a clear picture of where you're headed the following year. Yeah, nobody's going to call you from the insurance company and say, hey, guess what? Your plan's changing. It's just right. going to come in one document. And if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. That's exactly right. And it happens time and time again. Bill, thanks so much for your time today. How can my audience find out more about you or get in touch with you on the internet? Sure. Several ways. Uh, Pellegrini and Associates.com. So that's P E L L E G R I N I. AndAssociates.com, or you can call us at 866-731-6112. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Good to see you as always. Be sure to connect with Bill on LinkedIn or at PellegriniAndAssociates.com. You can find the complete transcript of this show, plus links to any contact information, websites, books, or people mentioned on The Matt Ferret Show at mattferret.com. Please also subscribe to The Matt Ferret Show YouTube channel and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your podcast provider of choice. Until next time, to your wealth, wisdom, and wellness, I'm Matt Ferret, and thanks for tuning in. The Matt Ferret Show, related content, publications, and MF Media LLC is in no way associated, endorsed, or authorized by any governmental agency, including the Social Security Administration, the Department of Health and Human Services, or the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The Matt Ferret Show is in no way associated with, authorized, approved, endorsed, nor in any way affiliated with any company, trademark names, or other marks mentioned or referenced in or on The Matt Ferret Show. Any such mention is for purpose of reference only. Any advice, generalized statistics, or opinions expressed are strictly those of the host and guests of The Matt Ferret Show. Although every effort has been made to ensure the contents of The Matt Ferret Show and related content are correct and complete, laws and regulations change quickly and often. The ideas and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show aren't meant to replace the sage advice of healthcare, insurance, financial planning, accounting, or legal professionals. You are responsible for your financial decisions. 
It is your sole responsibility to independently evaluate the accuracy, correctness, or completeness of the content, services, and products of, and associated with, The Matt Ferret Show, MF Media LLC, and any related content or publications. The thoughts and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show are those of the host and The Matt Ferret Show guests only, and are not the thoughts and opinions of any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt Ferret Show, nor is The Matt Ferret Show made by, on behalf of, or endorsed or approved by any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt Ferret Show.